You're live and locked into the official Juno Download podcast with host Cup Kobe, exploring dance music from top to bottom, bringing you fresh content direct to your headphones. Good evening, guys, and welcome to this, the first edition of the Juno Download podcast. This is a regular feature we're going to be bringing you, um, discussing new music, new artists, new labels, and basically keeping you guys up to date with as much fresh content as possible. Right about now, I'm inside the place uh, with Freddie Martin, one of the most rapidly rising talents in UK bass music in general. It's really, really good to have you in, So, How are you doing? Thanks for having me down, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm all good. I am chilling, killing, champagne spilling, as they say. But- <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's... Like it's been quite an exciting start to the year for yourself. Um, like you had a really, really busy 2018. I'd say, like as an artist, you really kind of kicked on and, and moved a lot forward with your progression. Um, what would you say your highlights were of last year? I think, I mean, you know, I've, I've said this a few times to be fair. I think um, just releasing the Feel EP was was a really massive kind of landmark for me and a really big stepping stone in terms of just solidifying my sound and just letting everybody know kind of what they can expect from me. Um, so yeah, I think that that EP really was a, a huge turning point, and I've referenced that before in in other interviews. But I just want to kind of really point out how important that EP was to me. It's just it's so nice to have something like a body of work out there. You know, it's very very single orientated world we live in now. So actually to have something a little bit more cohesive and that works together as a as a three piece was a lot nicer to do. So yeah, I'd definitely say the EP for 2018, 100%. Um, obviously, as you, you mentioned in regards to having um, uh, an EP out there rather than just a run of singles, um, do you feel there's a bit of artistry lost in there not being um, as many EPs and the scene being so single focused? Yeah, I think the, the issue is is, you know, a lot of people are seeing not necessarily the blueprint, but the the way towards getting a little bit more recognition is to put out, you know, kind of like the free download singles that are just kind of being pushed out quite fast. So yeah, I would say not necessarily that the quality's decreased, but because I, I think because there is a higher a higher demand for bass music and a higher demand for it being in the spotlight now, I think you are getting a lot higher quality stuff. The only issue I would say is that the artistry and the musicality does seem to take a bit of a backseat. I'm, and for anybody that listens to my stuff, everybody knows I'm, I'm very, you know, I like a good chord progression and an orchestral whatever. You know, I like, I like to have a little bit of of writing about about what I do. You know, I'm not really someone who can just write a write a 16 bar intro and then just slam into a drop because it, I don't know, it just doesn't really. It does nothing for me, you know. I, I know, I know that a lot of people do that, and I would never ever take away from any other artist that's really good at it. I just prefer, you know, whenever I get sent stuff from other people that's got, you know, a bit of musicality about it, it's always really exciting. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say it, it's nice to bring some musicality into bass. I'm going to continue to do that. Awesome, man. Well, I think that as I was saying earlier, I think it's uh, a sound you've really kind of got nailed, and you've got a very individual um, kind of ethos. I think when it when it comes to the the sounds you're putting out there. Um, in in regards to kind of more playing live, um, obviously with the EP you can kind of take people on a journey. Um, do you try to do a similar thing when you when you perform live? Like, how important is is track selection to you, for instance? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I definitely say when I'm playing live, I'm trying to bring the same kind of ideas, the same the same feelings that I bring to a a written piece of work. I I definitely try and bring to a live performance. You know, I'm not. Um, again, I, I'd definitely play the more musical stuff. I love a big intro. Like, I just think that's the best thing. Like, that's the thing I like about Tech House and Techno and stuff like that is the massive rolling build-ups and things like that. So, again, I like to try and bring elements of those genres into it as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I play all sorts. I like to really mix it up. I'm not really someone who just plays, 
you know, all the hot tunes. Like I just, I like to bring out some old ones. Like I'm playing a lot of Disclosure again at the moment because I love like what they do in build-ups and their musicality and, you know, obviously they're well-known in terms of just kind of popularity in Rose. But yeah, no, I, I definitely say that I try to bring a similar kind of timbre to to live performances and just trying to get a little bit more of that. I want to start playing live, really. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm just going to I'm going to start moving over to Ableton. Is that something that you would say is already in the works, for instance, or is that something that you're kind of just like pondering about doing? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's just an idea. I mean, I am currently um, trying to transfer over, transfer over to Ableton um, so that I can use the Ableton live elements of stuff in sets. And yeah, I, I want to I want to explore. I've been I've been speaking to a lot of people about you know just trying to bring a new fresher element you know it's everybody kind of brings a usb to a you know to a set of decks and obviously people do a really good job and i'm just yeah i want to do something more i want to you know i'd love to turn up and do something on ableton push or something like that i think that'd be cool so i'm going to explore it whether it goes anywhere i don't know but i think it's always good to to kind of push what you're doing i think it's very easy to plateau in a in an industry right now where everybody is 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 really doing very well so it's very hard to kind of you know, bring something that's going to make you stand out from anybody else. So yeah, I, I think that'd be cool to maybe explore that a little bit. Um, I think I think a good example of the kind of musicality um, element you bring is the track we're going to jump into right about now. This one is um, Feel, um, obviously one of the tracks that was on your South Point EP um, last year. Is this the kind of like direction you'd want to be doing stuff live? Like, because you've got the kind of orchestral elements in here, you've got the kind of uh, massive build-up elements to it, and of course you've got vocals in there as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was the kind of first, I mean, I had the the, um, the Days Prism remix where I kind of that was the first tune where I really kind of experimented with chords and like progressions and like rising synthesizers and things like that so that was my first kind of like oh, okay like maybe I could make something of this and then yeah feel came there for after like it was it just all fell together I think I've spoken before about you know I was I was building the intr- instrumental and then I just remembered oh like when I was like 17 I remember recording this vocal and I dragged it in pitched it down and it all worked out so but yeah I think though though that tune and, and that EP really is just like like limbo is a massive experimentation of like bass and stuff but yeah feel is the is the orchestral kind of big musical kind of yeah that kind of vibe so yeah no I think this would definitely be one of the ones that is is the reason that I'm kind of going in this direction. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to jump into this one right about now. You are locked in currently to the Juno Download podcast. We're inside with Freddie Martin. Hope you guys stay tuned. I'll see you in a second. Thank you. 
so that first one was uh, Feel Freddie Martin. That one is available to download and stream and everything via his Southport EP, which came out earlier this year. Um, so d- obviously your sound is definitely one that's been developing over the over the last two years, especially. Um, do you feel that your sound specifically has found a solid structure at this point? Yeah, I think um, I think 2018. I mean, I, I based it with my manager Josh. I mean, we, we, we said that 2018 was going to be a lot of a learning curve and maybe. Um, not necessarily taking steps forwards in terms of like uh, releases and stats and things like that because it's very easy to get sucked into those things but you know he said you know just kind of bide your time and just use the time in the studio just to really get a solidified kind of imprint that you want to be pushing forwards and yeah I think I think I've got that now I think um, just kind of starting the year this year with the, with the releases that I've had I think they've been really cohesive and they've been a little bit more they've all kind of made a little bit more sense you know what I mean I think it was very sporadic in the past where I've had releases um, that nece- haven't necessarily made sense and I think there's a little bit more of a transitional kind of cohesion between everything now which I'm really happy about so yeah definitely so so would you say you, you started off at 2019 with like a direct plan like a similar way you started off 2018 I mean in terms of direct plan I definitely knew in terms of sound like I, I still want to be pushing the musical side of things I want to be pushing a lot more melodic stuff and a lot more um, I want to get a lot more vocals involved now. Now that I've kind of taken the plunge on Stubborn to actually put a a un kind of well, obviously edited, but an unchanged, like very raw vocal of mine on a track. So yeah, I want to explore that a little bit more, and you know maybe explore different tempos. I'm looking, I'm looking now that I've got kind of a solidified um, understanding of what I want to do with with everything. I really want to try and explore within those boundaries and and exp- and, and explore beyond those boundaries. To be fair, you know. So yeah, I think I think I just want to be pushing um, the, the same kind of ideas, but in a lot more kind of variable ways. So yeah, that's what I'm looking to do. Awesome, man. So um, in regards to obviously like solidifying a sound, you you work with quite a select group of labels as it is anyway. Um, what labels are you kind of looking to carry on the relationship with throughout this throughout this coming this coming year? I mean, yeah, yeah I've got I've already got stuff locked in with South Point. I think working with One Forty was really good as well. Um, you know, I got a lot of uh, really good feedback from that release, and just kind of working alongside Tom and and everybody else. So it was actually it was a really good experience. So yeah, I think that was a, that was a good one. I'd like to work One Forty again. I'm working with South Point again. You know, home label, and I want to want to get some good stuff on there. I've got collaboration going on there later on in the year that I'm going to keep very hush-hush for the moment. But I think most people can probably figure it out. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'd love... I'd, yeah, it's a bit obvious, I think. I've been playing it like every set. But um, no, I'd, I'd like to work with Meraki, to be fair. It's been it's been a goal of mine for a little while to get on Meraki. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write things that, that maybe would interest them and, and I'm looking to try and weave my way in there because I think... You know, I've followed the Leng Boys and Fine Art for for a while now. You know, so it'd be great to be involved with them in an artistic sense and not just backstage junk. Um, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? Uh, do you? This is the thing: when you're writing music for specific labels, do you tend to differentiate your style um, quite drastically, or is it just whatever comes comes? I don't think it's drastic. I I, I definitely think it's. You know, it, it, I'll, I'll always listen to a label's content before I start writing for them. Um, you know, that's that's whether I am writing for them or not. A lot of the time, I've been a, a, I've been approached by a label, and then I've had something in the works already. But I think it's I think it's a lot more fun when there's not necessarily a brief, but you've got an undertone of like what the label kind of produces and what they push out and what audiences are going to be expecting. So it's really fun to kind of hybridize those two things. You know, how how can I bring you know Freddie Martin across, but also 
be able to be in cohesion with the rest of the label. I think that's such an important thing. And I think that's being lost as well. I think that's another thing that's being lost is that um, people are writing uh, for the sake of writing. There's no real... That doesn't necessarily need to be a story. I just think it would be really good if people could really start to write um, specifically and have to have to have just a little bit more fun with just going out of their comfort zones and writing specifically for maybe uh, particular labels or just just in a different way. You know, I think that'd be fun. But yeah, I definitely would say that if I do have the opportunity to write for a label or for a compilation or something, I'll always make sure that it's. Um, cohesive of what they're doing so awesome I think you see I, I would definitely agree um, that a lot of artists are kind of writing for the sake of it rather than kind of building again not necessarily a story but like a theme or like a um, yeah I think a theme is the word yeah I think that's definitely the word to use um, so obviously we're going to jump into this track now this one is uh, the track that came out via 140 this one is don't download uh, the vocal sample obviously says go out and buy the record Juno download we very much appreciate that um, <laughs> come on that was good <laughs> <laughs> that was so good um, so oh, we're going to jump that. into this one right about now available via 140 of course um, it, it, again building this one specifically is this one is this one of the ones like where you hear the vocal sample and go right I want to do something with that or is it a, a sample you kind of uh, found after making the tune like, how did it come together I actually I actually made the build up from a, a ton of like reverb bongos and like really odd like flanger stuff and I had that build up for ages and then don't ask me why. I was just listening to Will Smith switch. Like I was genuinely listening to it, and then I was like, "Oh, don't download." That's a cool what, name what for the, it. Is that, is that, is that the hey, hey. That yeah? I've got that little bit in there, but it's like, <laughs> <pitched>. <laughs> but um, yeah, I listened. I, I've managed to find a studio acapella for that, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be so cool." Just to like loop that, and yeah, the the track basically came around that. So yeah, no, it's, it was really fun to write that. I love writing that tune. That was loads of fun. Wicked. So we're gonna jump into this one right about now. Don't download. Um, go out and buy the record. This one is available now via 140 and we'll be back on the other side with uh, Freddie Martin. I'm having a good time, sir. I'm having a good time. Don't 
So that one, don't download Freddie Martin. That one is available now via 140. Please download it. It's not an instruction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, we were discussing how the uh, organization for that one came together, like the the composition. Um, In in general, what's the first thing you do when you sit down um, to put together a track? What's the first thing you kind of load up? I think uh, for me, I'm always looking at pads and synths and arpeggios and things like that. I think that's my, just from being more of a, I'd say a more musical um, bass producer that's always kind of like my first port of call is you know kind of make a call um, like a transition or a melody or a chord progression you know so I think yeah my, my first port of call will be there because that's how I build you know big build ups of like sweeps and things like that and all the effects will kind of complement um, the synths and, and all the build ups and then I'll, I'll look to maybe do the drop a little bit later on but there's been times where I've you know I've, I've been messing around with, with bass patches and just going for pure sound design and, and just kind of messing around with how weird can I make something sound and, and then sometimes it just all, all works together but I'd say for the most part when I first load up uh, my DAW the first thing I go to is you know start scrolling through pads and stuff and seeing what I can come up with there so do you, do you feel by doing that you immediately kind of inject a sense of atmosphere because you're already building like the atmospheric side of things from the start yeah i mean that that's what i always try and bring is i want to have you know there's been times where i've i've written stuff that sounds really happy or stuff that sounds really really dark and elusive and and almost kind of like creepy do you know what i mean we're having that really atmospheric side of things so i think you, you'd be surprised actually where you can take us you can sit down and you can have the intention of writing something quite uplifting and almost almost kind of um you know the the progressive house kind of side of things but then you end up going down this a lot darker route and that's the thing that i like a lot more about the musicality side of things is that if i'm just straight up writing like a dark bass line i'm i kind of know what i'm going to create straight away from the offset whereas if i go in and i'm like i'm like writing chords and i'm thinking about melodies and just messing around with plucks and things like that i just don't know where it's going to go and it's that's that's the fun of it for me and that's where i really enjoy producing is that the the almost unknown the, the unknown 
parts of it you know the, the unknown uh, ideas that you don't know where it's actually going to go and i think that's the more exciting part so yeah i'd definitely say chords and stuff okay cool um it's like so so it seems like you when you are in your like production zone it seems like you get quite in depth of everything you kind of get you want to get kind of lost in lost in the process almost um so uh, do you spend like quite long on studio sessions or are you someone who kind of dips in and out, dips in and out, or do you kind of do like long haul, like six, eight hour blocks? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the kind of long haul guy. I'll, I'll, I'll stay up all night if I get a good idea. And I've had it before where I think other, other, I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've, I think, um, yeah, I'm one of the guys that would probably go for more long haul stuff. I've had it before where I think other producers can probably sympathize with the fact um, but I've had it before where I've been up on like my phone maybe or something at like 2, 3 a.m. And then I'll just get an idea in my head and I know that I need to get something down. So I'll like load up the computer at like 3 o'clock in the morning and just start messing around. And then 3 o'clock turns to 8 o'clock and you've got to go to work. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of one of the more almost self-destructive producers that knows he really should be in bed. <laughs> but you just kind of get lost in it. Like you say, like that's one of the most amazing things. And the reason that I love music production is just, I think for a lot of producers, it's a, it's a massive kind of a from reality and I know that's a little bit dark but I think you know it's it's important to have that in life whether it's whether it's a different hobby or not you know I think the thing that I love about production is the fact that you can get so immersed in it and before you know it six hours have gone by and you're just like yeah I've, I've, I've it was worth every minute so yeah no yeah I'd, I'd, I'm definitely a long-haul guy um so is so when you're doing like long-haul sessions what would you say your snack of choices oh I'd, I'd say my, my usual go-to like I've, I've had it before whenever I get the chance if I know that I'm going to be locked in for like eight hours I always get hummus and hummus and pita bread that's a big one. It's, it's so good. Like if you heat up a bunch of pit of breads, just leave it sat there. Maybe get like the sweet chili hummus. Oh man, I'm actually making myself so hungry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like the sweet chili hummus or like the jalapeno one. Or to be fair, just like the the the, the sweet onion one's quite good as well. But yeah, I'll just have like an array of hummuses just like on all of my equipment. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I won't actually I won't actually be using my synths. I'll just be it'll just be lined up with just hummus and pit of bread. But no, yeah, I think yeah, that's my proper go to if it's like snack snack i'll probably say like a huge bag of like red hot doritos that'd be like my if we're going like proper unhealthy snack but where i can i'll try and stay a little bit nice. more healthy nice very nice indeed um so like switching the topic up slightly here um, yeah. we're hearing um more and more vocals um from yourself like is that as, as we've already spoken about a bit is that something you um really want to keep pushing yeah definitely i think um it was it was a big step for me especially kind of on such a big compilation like uh, holy goose globes just to just to kind of have a vocal on there i mean when i went to uh, the live stream on tuesday um i was saying to everyone oh it sounds really good i, I kept on saying i've never been so nervous to have a track release like it's a big step i think like when you when you incorporate your own voice and you know it becomes it becomes a lot more personal you know i mean that e even just that one little hook line does have a little bit of meaning you know so it's yeah it's 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 definitely kind of taking a bit more of a, a deeper piece of yourself and putting it into a music. It's, it's, I mean, it doesn't even sound like I'm talking about baseline at the moment, but you know, that's what I like about it is that I like to bring the more personal side of things, but yeah, I'd, I definitely want to want to bring a lot more vocals and a little bit more meaning, a lot more musicality. Like I just think it's more, it's more enjoyable to make and you, and you can hear it. So like move, move the conversation forward a little bit. Um, how, how was it working with uh, Holy Goof in, in general on such a big project? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been chatting to him a little bit about tracks and he's been giving me loads of feedback um, on just uh, 
creating stuff that maybe isn't too abstract and isn't too kind of disassociated disassociated from crowd sorry um you know so he's been helping me out a lot of that and then yeah i just i just sent him over stubborn in its very early days before it even had a vocal on it and he was like oh man this is really cool i reckon you could you could take this bit out and just make this a little bit more simple it's really interesting i've got i, I pulled up the first version of it and it actually started off as a bootleg of praise you by Fatboy slim oh wow um, so yeah, that's how it actually started off. I, I wrote the chords around that vocal line. That's 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 really interesting. That's really interesting to hear. Yeah, no, yeah. So I've I've actually I'll, I'll have to show you one day. Actually, to be fair, yeah, I've got um I've got the old project. It was it was a bootlegger praise you. So I just sung in the 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 vocal line and then just built the chords around it. And then I was like, and I I sent it to loads of people. I sent it to Bush Baby. I sent it to Zero, and they're like, yeah, take that out. Like you want this to be an original. Like it's a really cool tune. Um, and then, yeah, just working with Goofy, it was like, oh, you know, like, just try and make it a little bit less fidgety. He always uses the word fidgety with my tunes because I do like to kind of like go, bleh, 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 all the like fidgety kind of bass sounds. So that's quite a cool. Let, let the synth run wild, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like, he just, he just kind of reined it in and it was really good. But yeah, he's, you know, he's just, he's just one of the most humble guys in the world. Like, you know, he's always willing to like FaceTime you for a little bit and just chat about tunes and just whatever. Like, I just, I just think the person ability, the personality, sorry, of of him just really shines through. And yeah, working with him on Globes was was a massive, massive honor for me. You know, I, I wasn't really expecting to be a part of the of the project, so to be a part of it and and for it to have done so well for him, I've obviously got to say congrats, congrats to him as well because he absolutely smashed it. And he deserved, deserved the number one spot. Awesome. Um- so we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap it up here. Um, we've got one more track to play from yourself, which is of course Stubborn, which is available now via Globes. What else do we have to look forward to from yourself? Sorry, in 2019. Um, well, I've got a couple of collabs in the works. Um, my collab that I started with Zero nearly a year ago now is um, kind of finally coming to life, coming to fruition. So that will be um, that will be coming out around May June time. Um, working on some other bits as well, a little bit more kind of like American bass housey stuff. Um, and then I'm also working on some more songwritery stuff, um, you know, so a little bit more slower tempo and just messing around with some new stuff that probably won't see releases, but I'll probably just, um, probably just mess around with that in my, in my own time. But yeah, you know, I've got that collab with Zero that I'm really excited for. Um, and yeah, just, just excited to really just let 2019 do its thing and just roll into it. Um, however it kind of takes me on you know so yeah I'm, I'm very excited for this year man well it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today sir I'm gonna, as always as, my brother, as always, as always sir. Um, I'm gonna leave uh, everyone here on this next one which is of course Stubborn um, make sure you go and follow Freddie on all of the social platforms can you throw out your social apps right about now all your handles um, Instagram is at Freddie Martin Music SoundCloud is at Freddie Martin Music Twitter is at Fred Martin Music because it doesn't now enough bloody characters um <laughs> Yeah, it's so annoying. Um, what else? Yeah, Snapchat, if you still use that, I don't think anybody uses it. It's at Fred Martin Music. And I've left one out. Facebook. <laughs> that probably helped. The most important one. Yeah, you can find my um, you can find my artist page at Freddie Martin Music on Facebook as well to keep up with stuff. Awesome, man. Well, I hope to speak to you again soon and best of luck with everything this year, dude. You too, bro. I'll see you soon. Look me in the eye. I'm trying to reach you, but you think I'm see-through. You never change your mind You're so fucking stubborn Won't quit for a moment Look me in the eye I'm trying to reach you But you think I'm see-through You never change your mind You're so fucking stubborn Won't quit for a moment Look me in the eye 
I'm trying to reach you, but you think I'm see-through You're never changing mind You're so fucking stubborn, won't quit for a moment
guys, how are we doing? A uh, massive shout out to Freddie Martin for joining us for the last half an hour. You are live and direct locked into the brand new official Juno Download podcast hosted by myself, Kovu. I'm going to be taking you through all different areas of dance music with these podcasts and shows and giving you guys um, a look at what we have going on here at Juno Download. Um, next up, however, we are jumping into the guest mix section where I will be joined by Mofo. Mofo, a Worthing-based artist and a South Point regular, an artist I'm really, really keen to give a bit of a push this year um he's full of talent full of interesting sounds as well so he's going to be taking you through on the guest mix section for the next 30 minutes or so i hope you guys stay tuned and enjoy and then you'll see me on the other side Oh, my God. 
Trying to drag my haters. 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 haters.
me 